0: 问题呢就是, I've never been asked this.
1: This is an important question. I think there's always a tendency that religion, just any religion, is something to do with ethic and morality. While this is, of course, true, Buddhism does uh, have a lot of teachings on morality and ethics. It's really important uh, that we know that in Buddhism, is only secondary morality and ethics is a secondary. Wisdom, the quest for the truth, is the primary. That's the most important. Liberation is fundamentally discovering the truth. One who is liberated is named as the Buddha. From the practitioners, from the academic students, from just standard, just out of curiosity, every time I get asked questions about Buddhism, the decision is already made that Buddhism is something to do with morality, and that's usually sort of the beginning of the miscommunication. You know, I feel it's like if you ask a scientist, as a scientist, uh, should we uh, not take garlic? It's almost like that. But understandable because, you know, Buddhism does have a very elaborate and uh, long standing sort of traditional, that cultural and religious aspect which also serves lots of purpose the Buddhist value on love and compassion and non-violence and all of that does have a lot of influence and good influence I would say so I feel that this struggle you know whether Buddhism is a religion or not is it just a science or not is it a philosophy or not that you know, sort of indecision is going to go on for a while and I think it's a good thing. That's how it should be, I think. I'm almost proud that that's how it is. It would have been so easy if Buddha said, okay, all Buddhists, no chicken. Go to Gaya once in a lifetime, like that. All Buddhists must wear well socks. It would have been so easy, so easy. It doesn't have things like how to punish a thief or how to perform a marriage ceremony even or how should a buddhist pay tax to whatever the buddhist world <笑> Buddhism does not really have an interest in social structure
0: So <音>如果你看見在很多的寺廟那裡有很多的功德相
1: Well, this is um, always going to be challenging. I have talked to many Buddhist leaders, like for instance in the monasteries where there are a lot of monks. You know, some of the older abbots, they may get a little bit uh, paranoid about girls, whatever. But um, many times it's the money that is much more embedded obstacle you do need a money I mean otherwise especially now you can't even move one inch without the money you can always say that this money you can do a lot of good things and oftentimes a lot of good things happens because of money but uh, it is also because of wealth or the money really corrupts a spiritual person's mind because the girl issue is very visible black and white. Also it ruins just one, two, three, maybe hundred people. But money is so great mm. and it could ruin the whole monastery oh. and still not know that we are ruined. Yes. It would be good if there is a knowledge from both sides, the receiver and the giver. If this is given properly and received properly and used properly, it would be good. but uh, I just don't see that such organization, you know that, that will take a lot of organization. I don't know how we will be efficient..
0: Confucianism,
1: Buddhism and Taoism has been there in the Chinese bone and gene for centuries. I don't see there's a conflict and even if there is, Chinese have learned to sort of manoeuvre, you know, within this three. Uh, Fundamentally, we want to be happy. In order to be happy, we realize that we live in a world of dependent arising. So there's no such thing as only I become happy. It's just not possible, you know, mathematically speaking. This is where I think people who only believe in money, uh, but nothing spiritual, maybe this is something they need to know. So values such as love and compassion, forgiveness, not cheating, basically not doing something harmful to others that if someone else does it to you, you will not like. There are certain religions that talks about how only their way will work and only their God is the true God. The problem with that is it always excludes those who don't follow that system. So these are the things that coming generation, not just Chinese, Indians, everybody. You know, we need to be aware of that.
0: 嗯, it's like this, um, you know,
1: I think parents, teachers, school, all of this fundamentally needs one humility, and that is accepting that we are brainwashing them. We may think we are doing good for them, you know, we are educating them, we are making them pass this exam, go, you know, all of that, but, you know, fundamentally, you are trying to brainwash them so that they will think and act your way. I'm not suggesting that we should stop educating them and, you know, like sending them to school. And I'm not suggesting that. I just think that we need to have that humility, fundamentally, mm. and then, wow, Even to cook a tomato soup, even we follow the recipe and the instructions, still tastes different. Yes. Each children are different tomato. This is something that we need to remember. Yes. And as we know, many of the not successful people have never finished their schools. We need to think about how to give our kids confidence. Mm. Confidence of not being a graduate from an elite university, but confidence of being simply human. That's, I think, kind of fundamental. Because many times we are given a reference. We are supposed to achieve confidence when we reach that reference. And that's like sucking up into someone else's ideas. Human beings are fundamentally kind Kindness and love, really, are basis of confidence also. By and large, we have, almost all of us, appreciated when the love is given. I mean, when we begin with, when we were a child, we appreciate our parents for giving us love and caring. So we have a very good reference. And thinking about the whole, rather than just parts, that's also quite important. I think that children need to be taught that there is a basic goodness that they have. I think it's, it's always like this, isn't it? I mean, for instance, you meet some people, okay, let's say in the elevator our kids, who is wearing all these branded, you know, like expensive clothes and they're even beautiful or handsome but maybe they're not humble so therefore they're not polite probably because they are not that the kindness and compassion is not much informed so when you meet them in the elevator you get annoyed by just their presence they don't actually look good the clothes looks good of course because they're all branded but i use the elevator because it's a, such a small time only like 3 minutes you are spending time in the entire life And then sometimes you meet these kids who are shabbily dressed and they're probably not even beautiful looking or good looking. But then, you know, they're kind, they're polite. And somehow you get attracted to them because they're so polite and you feel, wow, what a nice kid. Mm. Or the branded goods you can always buy in the basement of some shopping malls. But the kindness and that, you know, we have to somehow give them that information.
0: 我相信您伯傑今天講的確是人類恆久的價值,就是不管技術怎麼變化,社會怎麼變化,一個謙卑的心和一個有禮貌的狀態,永遠都是這個人有價值的原因。Yes,
1: because, you know, I like when somebody is polite to me. So, they must like if I'm polite to them. It's very simple.
0: 這就是同情吧,我覺得同情和共感力可能是